1: Welcome to Money Never Sleeps. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money, from around the corner to around the world. And what a world we're in now! You know, you've seen it, especially this past week. You know, everyone's talking about it. You have the local media, the national media, the international media. You have, you know, your your neighbor, your grandma. Everyone's talking about what's been happening with everything from Robin Hood to GameStop to Bed Bath and Beyond to AMC and all these stocks and all this stuff that's happening and Reddit. You know, you have people that never knew what Reddit was, now they know what it is. You know, I I want to crank it back. All right, because what's happening now is really giving me a flashback of things that happened in the past. Uh and people need to understand this. You know, Years ago, you had you had uh, platforms that you know people know, yeah, they would go and chat. You had message boards, things of that nature. You had AOL. You had uh, the Silicon Investor. People would go there and tout stocks and stuff like that. That was the social media of the day. Now everything's more, of course, more advanced. You know, you have the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Snapchats, the TikToks, the and and the Reddit's and and. All types of social media that's going on. And it just is, it's, it's interesting. Back then, you would go post things and you can go tout a stock and really talk, you know, whatever you had stock promoters out there promoting everything from pink sheet pieces of garbage to, to other companies and pushing it and getting it in front of people. They were going in. They were being induced to trade. They were being induced to invest okay by a stock motor or someone of that nature now back then you know sure you had i'm sure you had institutions doing stuff too the short sellers they've been in around for for a long time okay we've seen you know i mean even talk about money never sleeps you know talk about you know, reality with Lehman Brothers, and when that happened, Bear Stearns, when all this stuff was transpiring, you know, and been these big monstros- monstrosity of companies that, you know, that had buildings that were worth more than the company at the end of the day, and they were forced to shut their doors because they were shorted to hell. You, you had companies that went down to nothing, to nothing. Okay, and that's okay. No one. Went knocking at anyone's door for that. No one went and said, "Hey, this is what you 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 induce selling of this, or you you know you short sold this, and so on and so forth." So now coming to present day, and what's happened this week with GameStop and 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 all these issues uh, that were. Going to the roof. You know, they had short positions of anywhere from 50 to 75. GameStop, I think it was 265%. You know, AMC, uh, I think 170%, you know, yeah, Lagarde Farmer, that was also, you know, somewhere north of 109% the short interest. And it's it's crazy that the shorts are able to do that. That's, that's legal. That's perfectly legal, right? For them to do that they're shorting more stock that's out there. You know, how how do you borrow? You know, you have DTC, you, you have to, you have to be able to borrow this stock to short it. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you got, you know, options and stuff like that involved here, but still, how are you shorting more than what's out there? All right. That that's something that should be looked at. First of all, second of all, okay. When people I'm talking and this is what they say, regular people were going in there they were going on reddit they were talking about it they it became it started the trend and all of a sudden boom okay these stocks started going through the roof now is that just the retail investor no okay there's something more going on there that that kind of blows my mind the thing that pisses me off a bit is that you have retail investors little little you know investors that They may have 50, 100, couple hundred grand in the market and they're going and they're jumping into these positions, not knowing because they see the excitement. It's like Vegas. They're rolling the dice and they're going in. They see the movement. They get excited. You know, it's like the movie Boiler Room. You get excited. You hear all the noise. You're like, I gotta be, I gotta get in. So this is what they do. Okay. So they're being induced to buy this stuff. Now, is it by other retail investors? I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say there's something more going on there for something like that to happen, because you can take all these retail rest, uh, uh, investors that are on, you know, a, uh, a Reddit. Okay, they're not equating to the billions of dollars that were transpiring. You know, that, they know, the of of value that that was that was built up in these positions. So there's something more there you know now who's doing what and why i don't know the thing that that kind of bugs me that pisses me off the most people is that when you are you have uh, you know a position in this you're a retail investor you buy it things don't go the way you know, maybe it's going the right way you want to cash out boom then you have robin hood you have other institutions that go and say yeah, you can't sell it you can't buy it you can't do anything what happens you're stuck even there, there was a cash app that also did the same thing so the one thing that, that, that I don't understand is that it's okay when when big players do this, okay? And, you know, you may have a halt on the stock temporarily, but they're still moving stuff. But the little guy, he, his only resource to sell is through a brokerage firm. He's not dealing with the traders on the floor. He's not dealing with any of that. So what happens to them when the floor comes out? From underneath them. And stocks come out like GameStop today. All these stocks, you know, they got they got a haircut of about what? Fifty percent, you know, some some went down by by half, more than that. Okay, and these these poor people that are stuck, they're trying to get out, they can't get out. And they wind up being stuck. Okay, and I think that's the horror of everything. And there has to be protocols in place that prevent that from happening because at the end of the day, you can't, you know, you you can't go and say, "All right, institutions, you do whatever you want." You're a hedge fund, yeah, private equity firm, whatever it is, you can do what you want. But you're a retail investor. Guess what? We're gonna re- we're gonna rain you in when we want to, okay? You can't work that way. Can't work that way. The retail investors have been out of play, so they say, for some time. So now they come into play, and that's not good, so they say, okay. So now you have the institutions that. I guess they were doing whatever they were doing. You know, you even had the uh, the Winklevoss twins talking about some things that not some. You know, they were they were talking. And they were saying that, hey, you know, uh, what what it what is Robin Hood's role in this and stuff like that. You know, yeah, you know, you don't know, you don't know. No one knows what happened. Okay, especially if they're on Telegram or something, or they're using you know encrypted messaging that uh, and that and these messages disappear. How do you know? You don't. You don't. So what do you do? You know, I'm sure that the SEC is going to investigate and see what's going on, what's going to come out of it. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is that the the, the firms, the brokerage firms, to be these out there, that when they halt it, they, they prevent the people from buying and selling from trading these because of all the stuff. That is, that's where you have a problem, okay, because if you're going to stop one, you stop them all across the board. It's halt trading in totality. But don't stop retail investors from trying to get the hell out or to try for them trading it. But meanwhile, other firms are led uh, allowing the, the, the other, the hedge funds and other big players to go trade in and out, trade options, everything else. How fair is that? It's not fair. It's not fair. You know, keep it fair. So people, you know, if they're in it. They're in it. You know, if, if, if there's a, a situation that comes about that they halt the stock, that is it. It's, Pause for everyone, right? You know, it that and that happened. They maybe they halted once or twice, but then these these uh you know the these 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 firms they prevented these retail investors and now look, do I have sympathy if you lost money? No, I don't. If you if you you went in with open eyes, you know what's going on. What I do have sympathy for is when you get in and your your brokerage firm says you cannot sell or buy, you're stuck. What do you do? you want to get out the things at four hundred you want to get out at three seventy five you want to get out three fifty you can't three twenty five you can't three hundred you can't two fifty you can't and what do you do? you have to sit and wait now are these things going to keep trading up and down well, I don't know we'll see what happens you know the the value of the company the uh, the price you know the you know you have to do your research the fundamentals are there for it you know great if not who knows who knows you know um but I guess we're going to see what's going to happen. This is an uh, ever, you know, uh, developing situation that's going to continue to go. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that for the whole show. I also want to talk about uh, cryptocurrency because, you know, you have a lot of things going on there. You know, and it kind of correlates to what happened here because with cryptocurrency, you know, granted, ICOs, things like that, you know, they're bad because you're circumventing the law, you know, as far as uh, going and doing this stuff. now. Now, if you have cryptocurrencies and your people, you know, they would go on Telegram and do this stuff and go and tout these cryptos, go on Twitter and tout them. And immediately, boom, the hammer would come down. They would get fines and everything from celebrities to rap stars, everything else. You know, they would get fined for this and because they're not supposed to do that. But again, what about the people that did it with this? That did it on Reddit. They did it on Reddit, and this is what happened. So now, what's going to come down there? See, you can't you can't be one sided. You can't say, "Hey, if you if you go and you promote it on Twitter, then we're going to slap you." But you can go and write a whole big article on Reddit, and it's okay. Or you can go promote it on Facebook, but you can't promote it here. And and this is why a big thing with decentralization comes into play because you know people want to be in control of what they're doing. They don't want you know, a big brother telling you, hey, you can't write this, you can't do this and can't do this. You know what? I mean, they're feeling like it's turning into communism, okay? You can't stifle the people. So, you know, that's why decentralization and cryptocurrency is all the rage because people want to be in control of what they're doing. They want to be in control of it. They want to be in control of their money, of of their resources and things of that nature. They don't want the government telling them what to do okay and cryptocurrency the utility of it you know i mean bitcoin is you know wasn't the first keep in mind wasn't the first but is the most successful and it's been embraced and you know look the thing was uh pennies and now 30 40,000 going back up you know once this whole you know the, right now with what's happening with this robin hood and everything else i'm telling you that the people that are promoting Cryptocurrency and everything, they, they have a leg to stand on as far as arguing the point that, hey, why can't we talk about this? But you are able to talk about stock and take it up 400, 1500%, whatever it was. You're able to do that, but we can't go and talk about something that we're passionate about. Okay. Without it being seen as promotion. Granted, some people are promoting it. Some people are talking about it. Whatever it is, is, yeah, you get information out there. So anyway, so it brings the argument of decentralization. You know, I believe that there's going to be a balance, uh, you know, centralized uh, cryptos that have a utility. That's always a good thing. Uh, as long as there's transparency, uh, when you're talking about decentralized situations, um, th- this is when it gets interesting because people want the benefit of what's there. However, OK, they want things to happen. But this, you know, in a decentralized situation, you don't have a CEO. You don't have someone at the helm saying, hey, this is our responsibility. We, we can change this and make this better. You're, you're dependent on the people to do this. And what winds up happening, you can have a bad actor in there, and all of a sudden, boom, everything goes the wrong way. And it can screw up a project in a hurry. So you know, you, there's, there's going to be balance. You're going to have governments that are going to go and embrace crypto at some point in time, but a centralized one where they can just keep everything digital is making everything digital. Um, and we're going to get there. We're in a digital economy. It's going to, it's going to continue to roll that way right now. You know, how many, how many of you have money in your pocket, change in your pocket? You don't, you have your credit cards, you have PayPal, you're doing stuff like that. You have other, you know, other sources of doing stuff, of moving money. But, you know, with cryptocurrency, it's is different. You know, you're not getting raked with fees and all this other stuff that come along with, uh, with dealing with a traditional bank, no matter where it is in the world. You have fees associated with it. That's why they have the big buildings and the nice chairs and everybody's, you know, getting paid well. You know, they don't make money from nothing. Banks make money. They make a lot of money, you know. So um, the people they they you know they're looking for something okay and i i think it'll come to a point that you'll have certain cryptocurrencies that'll be embraced you know in general uh, as long as they have a utility we're going to see it happen and again decentralized there's a place for it centralized there's a place for it i'm not on either end of the fence i'm right there because i know there has to be a hybrid of it there has to be you know, you can't be on one side, can't be on the other. You know, I'm, I'm kind of independent. I'm in the middle, and I'm seeing things for what they are. Okay, because in this digital economy, as things go on in the next year or two, you know, from 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 digital document management to uh, to smart cities, to people, you know, in in the middle of nowhere that are in the bush you know, they're, they're going to have internet connectivity. You know, big players are making making that possible. You have Elon Musk shooting rockets up in the sky like crazy. You think that that's not going to go and bring some internet connectivity into different parts of the world? Of course it is. Of course it is. I don't know how we're going to see the sun, but, you know, uh, it's going to bring connectivity, right? So all this stuff is transpiring. So you're going to have people that will have access to their mobile phones and having, you know, secure and uh and basically you know stronger internet connections you know you're gonna have a lot of stuff going on there so I think that you know there are a lot of things that uh that are yet to be done you know but going and just thinking that all right if it's decentralized that's the way to go can't think that way there has to be there has to be a hybrid of the two um Bitcoin's not going anywhere you know, so, um, but you know, if you're looking at these type of scenarios, you know look for things that have a utility, a lot of growth uh potential there, a lot of growth potential, and now you know, going into going let's go back into you know uh, what's going on in general and in, in, in the world, you know with the pandemic, everything that is going on people everything's in flux, everything's in flux. The thing that concerns me is education people need to be educated you know um ucla they got the biggest jump in admissions i think it jumped like 148 percent uh and I, the la times had it and i think you know 48 percent of that were african americans and i said that's fantastic you know pe you know kids want to be get educated you need to be you need to be because you know without an education what winds up happening you know People, you know, I mean, if you, if you don't have an education, you can't get a great, you can't get a good job. You can't have a career. You can't do certain things. Now, granted, can you go and start a business, do that stuff? Sure. But I'm saying just overall picture. You know, you need to to have an education. Now, does it have to be traditional university? No. But be educated in something. So I just like the fact that more people were applying for college. They're looking for something else. You know, hopefully they're not going to become lawyers, there's enough lawyers out there, but I'm just saying you know um there there's an op you know this there, it gives you hope for tomorrow when people when you have these young people that are going to school and they want to be they want more out of their lives so that's a good thing that's positive anyway um so what I covered today is just you know things that have been on my mind. Um, and all this stuff is impacting the markets, you know. But you know, the thing is too is that this this situation with Robinhood and everything, it is separate from the market because none of these companies have have an intrinsic impact on the Dow or. or The S&P or things of that nature, you know, this is what's interesting. Now, these stocks went up. The market went down. These stocks came down. The market went up. So what's happening? Money's circulating. Money's circulating. So all that's telling me is that you you, you don't have enough retail investors out there to cause that kind of fluctuation. Okay, all it tells me, institutions are involved in this. What institutions? I don't know. I'm gonna say hedge funds, specialty hedge funds that are doing the do. They make they're, they're they're making this stuff happen, and it'll come out in the wash at some point, you know. Um, but anyway, guys, just when you're looking on a retail end, you're looking at these companies, you know. If you're a trader, great, you go in, you roll the dice, you make things happen, trade your options, stuff like that. Nothing wrong with that, you know. And even the traders, you know, smaller traders that were that that had their position somewhere they got stuck they couldn't get out you know so trading is not a bad thing you see what's going on your day trading your minute trading whatever it is you're getting in and getting out that's okay to do okay but for those that aren't traders those that are investors that liquidated something to go into something else and do all this stuff this is where the problem lies so you just got to be careful just got to be careful i know you're looking for the quick buck or you're looking for the opportunity that comes around once in a while and I understand it. You know, I just think that them stopping the trading is problematic. Anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. I want to thank you guys for listening to my rant. And I'll be back with you again for another episode of Money Never Sleeps. Until then, be safe and just be safe in the market, be safe in general, and have yourself a great rest of the week.
0: Initiating shutdown sequence listening to ucw radio in your face what is your major malfunction so let it be written so let it be done
1: ladies and gentlemen my mother thanks you my father thanks you my sister thanks you and i thank you
0: all opinions expressed by lewis velasquez on the money never sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the ucw radio show or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such.